This episode of The Startup Life is tucked in nice and tight by Philip Stein and the Philip Stein Sleep Bracelet. Startup Nation, getting quality sleep is super important, especially for those of us as entrepreneurs. I know for me, if I don't get enough quality sleep, not only do I not perform well while working in my business or exercising, but also it really affects my mental health and that doubt starts to creep in. And that's the last thing we want as entrepreneurs. Also, with everything going on, good quality sleep is important to repair the body and support a good immune system. And that is why Startup Nation, I wear the Philip Stein Sleep Bracelet. The Philip Stein Sleep Bracelet uses natural frequency technology to reinforce our biomagnetic field to improve deep sleep, length of sleep, and overall sleep quality. This helps produce a healthier heart, regulate weight control, and helps strengthen the immune system, which helps destroy bacteria and viruses. Right now, when you go to philipstein.com, use code SLEEPEZ, and you will get 10% off the entire store. That's promo code SLEEP, capital E, capital Z. So if you are ready to be more productive in leading your business, go with the Philip Stein Sleep Bracelet, proven to be natural and safe to give you a better, deeper sleep. It's time to be about that life, the startup life. Here's your host, Dominic Lawson. All right, Startup Nation, so I hope you're ready to see some value today. We got a big time, big time, big time guest in the building today we have the founder of mellow multimedia melvin figueroa what's going on boss thank you man thank you dominic for having me on the show man i really appreciate it man i'm doing good no how about you I, i'm living a dream brother living a dream living a dream <laughs> can't complain it's good man are you ready for some knowledge in the startup nation today of course man let's do it <laughs> all right my name is dominic lawson and this is the startup life podcast powered by the Binge Podcast Network. So, Melvin, man, first things first, man, let's set this party off right. Share with us your origin story on your path to entrepreneurship and what you do now. All right. I think, honestly, like my story um, will probably resonate with a lot of people, especially if you're working like a nine to five, because that's really where I started. Um, you know, first, when I really where it all began was just being a creative kid, just growing up, being creative, yeah. honing in on that. You know, I don't know if you can relate, Dominic. You kind of know, like at a young age, sort of kind of like what path to follow what you say oh yeah absolutely i've always been believe i was one of those business nerds news nerds kids right so mm -hmm. i loved watching like you know businesses and stuff like that but also uh used to like love watching dan rather and tom brokaw which is such yeah. a very old statement but That's yeah, so i funny. definitely know what you're talking about but go ahead brother i didn't mean to cut you off yeah. So um, basically, I just grew up just being really creative and stuff, kind of like figuring out like, what do I really want to do? Um, sure. And pray, just to kind of fast forward, um, like during high school, I had a teacher that really believed in me. And he basically was telling me that, you know, you have two options with this art stuff. You either be a starving artist, you know, trying to create art and put it into the world and hope that people care about it. Or you can go into more of the corporate, more businessy, more the small business type of thing. Sure. And um, basically, I took that to heart and I really started taking like classes at RISD, which is like Rhode Island School of Design. That's originally where I was based out of. And I okay. recently moved to, to Florida. So now gotcha. that's where I'm based out of. OK. But um, but yeah, so I started taking a bunch of like Adobe Illustrator classes, turning my sketches into actual logos and just getting really involved in what it looks like to to make something creative, but make it meaningful, not just to me, but to the actual owner, the other person at the time. It wasn't small business owners, but it was just friends and family that had like little side things going on. And right. that's really when I caught the entrepreneur bug. And even from a young age, um, I can remember even back to like middle school, 
where I remember people would open their lockers and I don't know about you, but like people would always put like different things inside their lockers. Yeah. yeah. And um, when they opened their lockers, it was like graffiti pieces that I would make or like little doodles or little sketches. And so even that, that piece of me where it's like, I want to create something to make somebody else happy that stayed with me forever. And it translated later on with like school and everything else. And when I went to New England Institute, sorry, the New England University of Technology, um, that's really when everything started aligning. I started seeing the bigger picture where it's like, why don't I just freelance? Why don't I just start like working and and taking jobs as they come, doing a lot of free gigs? You know how it is when you start up. You you don't really have a name for yourself. Right. That's really where it started. And then eventually um, I started like picking up a lot of different like um, like technologies basically. And that's hence the word like mellow multimedia. Cause when I first started, ah. I used to do like everything and I still can do like everything. But there was a guy that really like spoke to me. He said, Melvin, you could either be the jack of all trades and the master of none, or you can be a specialist in a few things and do other things at an okay level. And so I did everything from photography, videography, uh, logo design, web design, you name it. I did it, you know? Gotcha. Um, you know how one of those guys are, but then eventually I realized, you know, um, like this is too much, you know, I, I used to get stressed out off of video projects. I used to get stressed out over photography projects and stuff. And I realized this is not for me, gotcha. even though I can do it. And I started honing all those services, all those things towards web design. And, um, going back to the whole nine to five thing, uh, I used to work at a lot of different jobs. I used to work at like a print shop at one point. I learned everything I had to about print. I worked another job um, that was all web design, another job that was all about package design and like branding and all that stuff. So I took a lot from those jobs. Meanwhile, still building my name out there, still building my freelance business, you know, and that's kind of something that like I feel like a lot of people do. You know what I mean? I don't know if if Freelance Nation can relate or not, but that's definitely something um, that I feel like a lot of people can relate to where you're, you're trying to grind, do the nine to five, get the steady paycheck, but at the same time, you have dreams and aspirations that you just can't ignore, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think a lot of people can relate to that, Melvin, because when you talk about, you know, uh, the nine to five, like at the print shop and the design place and stuff like that, I think, you know, especially when we talk about freelancers, it's almost kind of like, you know, you have those superheroes where you like, you shoot like a ball of energy of them at them and like, just kind of absorb it. Yeah, and it, yeah. like, it makes them more powerful. I think yeah. that's what freelancers are doing. In mm-hmm. those nine to five jobs, it's like they're absorbing this knowledge and this and these these uh, technical skills and stuff like that that only adds to their overall, you know, skill set and skill level and stuff like that. So I appreciate you sharing mm-hmm. that, man. Definitely, man. Definitely. For sure. For sure. I want to go back to something you said, though, because you talk about a teacher that kind of steered you in that in, in the direction that kind of helped you uh, to your success today. Kind of talk about that teacher just a little bit more because I'm always fascinated about how that one person, a person's life just kind of steers them just ever so slightly. And mm-hmm. it could just mean so much to that person. Kind of talk about that teacher a little bit. Yeah. So the thing is like, I'm a huge, huge, huge believer in mentors. Absolutely. Um, I really believe that we're not know-it-alls. And there's a lot of people who think they're know-it-alls. Mm. And that really stops you from growing and it stops you from getting connected to other people that later on in life, believe it or not, you will actually benefit from that relationship. For sure. And so one of those relationships was that teacher um, when I was in high school and he believed in me like wholeheartedly. He knew that I had this raw, unrefined skill or this, even not even a skill, because maybe that's a little prideful, but I would say even just... Um, 
just this raw eagerness to just learn because even now I still have a huge, huge passion over everything, even more than design, even more than anything is just to learn. I love being a student. I love learning from people that are further along than me. And I've always held on to that. And so that's something too, that a lot of people who are trying to be freelancers and trying to like break through a nine to five working at a corporate job is that like allow yourself to just be a student to just learn. Even now, I'm still learning. I'm still growing every single day, especially in the field that I'm in. It's changing like basically every day, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like having people like that, having mentors and having like that teacher in my life specifically really catapulted me into the right direction. And it just kind of landed me in that trajectory where one thing just connected to another and one thing just connected to another. And then eventually I just got to where I am now. And I'm extremely grateful for people like that, that really take the time to invest into me. Because honestly, like he didn't have to do that. Absolutely. You know, even though he's a teacher, he didn't have to do that. And I think and mentors, that's, that, that's always interesting to me. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. But no, I no, no. It's okay. Go ahead. Sure. Go ahead. Well, yeah. So I was just saying that like as a mentor or a teacher or anybody, even your boss at your job, you might be right now listening to this podcast and be cringing at your boss and how he works and how he does things. But believe it or not, even with your cringy boss right now, you're still a lesson to be learned. And that's something that a lot of people sometimes fail at that. And you're actually, what you're doing instead is postponing like your blessings later on, basically your opportunities that you're getting later on because you're not seeing the bigger picture. And that's something that I, I honestly, when I was even younger, I wish I got that even quicker because I would have been probably even more advanced in my career. You get what I'm saying? I definitely understand what you're saying for sure. There's nothing like a good mentor or teacher that can help. And, you know, and listening to those people because they, they, they've already laid the groundwork for where you're trying to go or at the very least they see something in you that you don't quite see in yourself just mm-hmm. yet. That's definitely. why that they're, they're super important. Thank you for sharing all of that for sure. Yeah, so no problem. I, I want to ask you this, man, because you know, you're there, you know, Mellow Multimedia, you know, Mellow, MellowMultimedia.com Startup Nation. The link is there in the show notes to check it out for easy access. And you talk about a number of things. I kind of want to dive into some of those topics a little bit because one of the things you talk about is the importance of branding. So I want to hear Melvin Figueroa, founder of Mellow Multimedia. What is your philosophy when it comes to branding, my man? Yeah. You know, the thing is, like, everybody's going to have different opinions. Even people listening to this might have differing opinions. Absolutely. But the thing is, my take on branding, basically, is that I look at it like a dinner plate, okay? Okay. If you go to a buffet line and you do not have a plate, it's going to be a mess. Am I not? Am I right? That's that's fair. You're going to just be holding mashed potatoes, going to be holding peas. It's just going to be craziness. And so the way that I look at branding is basically the plate. It's the, the, the wrapper of your business. It's what other people are going to see. Mm-hmm. And the thing, too, with, with like even logos and brand identity and just everything that your brand touches, basically all the marketing collateral, people are being exposed to that every day. And if it's not looking the way that it should be, people are going to make their own assumptions about your brand. And thus, you're going to result like not getting more business because people are going to see like, oh, he doesn't even care about his own logo or he doesn't even care about his own brochure. He doesn't care about, you know, all the marketing cloud that he has or even the website branding or just the logo. Like it just looks like something stuck. And so believe it or not, like I also studied a lot of like color psychology and also mm-hmm. just the, the design theory. Absolutely. And a lot of that stuff like triggers our mind, you know, like me and my wife there, they went to like a, a little uh, a vegan restaurant. We're trying to be healthy and all this stuff, you know, 2020 and all that. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, 
we went to uh, like this vegan restaurant and on the side there was a brand new business i was opening up another restaurant but like their sign was like horrible it was like literally like something that they just like hand drawn or whatever they put it up and that's that and i understand the struggle i understand like bootstrapping and like you know starting with nothing in your pockets but at the bare minimum i feel like branding is something that most small business owners can finagle in some way to make it look appealing to their to customers if if you're going to go out and you're going to go out and start a business then you have to take those things into consideration and so that's just kind of my take on branding i feel like before the website before digital marketing before anything branding has to be in place first because it's really the the starting point everything your brand touches is going to be off of the the brand guidelines and the brand identity the logo identity everything so that's kind of like my two cents i guess I hear that. I hear that. And and that is the, the Figaro doctrine startup nation that think of Brandon as a dinner plate. I appreciate you sharing that, man, because, mm-hmm. you know, a, a lot of people get that wrong. And it really is telling the story of the overall business company venture or whatever it is that you like to call it side hustle, even mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. And I'm really interested in something that you said, though, because you talked about how colors play a huge role in that brand and kind of dive into that a little bit. Like, you know, what's the difference between using red as opposed to green, as opposed to orange, as opposed to yellow and stuff like that? Yeah. Like when it comes to color, it's like so much, it's more than just color. Right. Color is like one part of it. Okay. But color, I would say is like a very important part of it because okay. even like within culture, within society, colors vary differently. So like even the color, I think it's um, like the color red, for example, to us as Americans, like the color means passion. It means love. It means um, sometimes even danger or like the stop sign is red, right? Right. Um, but then also in like Asian culture, red is like prosperity. You know what I'm saying? It means like like blessings. It means like rich. It means money to them. You know, sometimes they would give like these little coins. I forgot what they're called. I think they're yens. And they would put it in a red envelope. I remember getting one of those as a kid. And now thinking back, I understand why, you know? Yeah, and I think so, you did have a Chinese New Year or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think so. Uh, yeah, so like uh, having a, an awareness of who is the target market, right? That's the number one thing that drives any decision over color, over everything, because who's the target market? And then from there, that's when you get into color theory. That's when you get into imagery. Um, one of the common mistakes that I see a lot is that people overcomplicate logos too much mm. to the point where it cheapens the brand and also it complicates the message because a good logo is three things. Number one, it's unique. Number two, um, it's descriptive. It should be able at a glance, be able to describe where your business is. It might not tell the whole picture, but it'll put them in the right direction. And then number three, it has to just be something that's that's elevated from, from all the other companies that are around that you have to stick out because there's so many companies out there that if you don't have your branding on point, then you're doing yourself a disservice. So it, it's a lot, you know, it's like font, you know, f- different fonts have different feelings, different mm-hmm. colors have different feelings. Right. Um, the way that it's stacked and just different like variations of it, it really matters like where it's at. Like having a logo, for example, on a website and then having a logo on a business card are two completely different applications of a logo. And a lot of like startups and also small business owners, it's not really their job to know that. It's right. my job to know that and to like right. tell them that. Right. Um, but that's a common mistake that I see a lot. I hear that. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that for sure. I really appreciate that. So let me ask you this, man, because, you know, you often talk about websites and web design and stuff like that. And even your website is kind of like your calling card, your digital calling card, if you will, that kind of helps send your sell your company, your brand or whatever the case may be. 
you know, what are some of those small details? And you talked about that. You talk about this often. What are some of those small details that kind of make or break your website? Because I, you see a lot of websites that are acting a lot of like how you talked about uh, with logos. Like there's so much going on and it kind of cheapens it. Right. Mm-hmm. So kind of share with us a little bit about that. Yeah. Also, too, I just want to circle back real quick. Absolutely. On the logo. And um, the real way that you know that you have a good logo is that you if you can't add or take away anything else. Mm. That's how you know you have a good logo for the people that are listening right now. That's kind of how you know. Like if you feel like your logo, like there's nothing more you can add and there's nothing else that you could take away, then you got a good logo. That's like one tidbit that I would give to to the audience. Very interesting. Yeah. And um, the other thing too, in, in regards to like what will make or break a website, mm-hmm. first of all, honestly, if you don't have branding, that like that will that's one thing because then like your branding is going to be like looking one way, like on your business card or on your Facebook page or something. But then your website is like some Wix template that just happened to have like a whole different color scheme and just a whole different layout. And just mm-hmm. the way that the aesthetic is created, it doesn't match the brand. Right. So that's one thing, but there's a bunch of other technical things. Um, like when it comes to like SEO, when it comes to like having an SSL certificate uh, for people that, that don't know what that is, that's basically just uh, encrypting the connection from, the server that's having the website hosted to the person who's actually using, like viewing the website on their device. Um, so that's like one thing that's really big that most people don't know about. And it's actually something that's free. Like you shouldn't have to pay for an SSO unless you're like a super big corporation. Um, but like it, just in layman's term too, just kind of an overview of like something that's really big with websites is just um, not taking the client from point A to point B on a website. And what I mean by that is basically like, what's the point? Like, what do you want the person to do when they get on your website? And not knowing also who the target market is. Because if I'm, I have this quote, I don't even know if I made it up, but I feel like maybe I did. Yeah. But um, if you're, this is a quote, right? If you're, if you're in a room and you are talking to everybody, in reality, you're talking to nobody. Mm. Okay. And what I mean by that is that a lot of websites and logos and everything always try to get like because i understand the entrepreneur they want to get like money in their pockets you know what i mean that's the end of the day they care about their revenue they care about their bottom line but sometimes because of that mindset it gets in the way of all the marketing and you're not speaking to anybody on all your marketing and through your website and so the reason why it's really important too is because you want to take that person from like basically understanding what your product and services is and walking them through on why you are the best choice for them to buy your product or service, you know? And that's probably like the biggest one I would say is a mistake for a website. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. In that same vein, kind of a quick follow-up because when I went to your, your website, you know, uh, mellow, com. Uh, you, you know, you have a blog section and stuff like that. And one of the blogs you wrote was the benefits of a website. And the reason I wanted to highlight this is because I went to a networking event recently and the ca- the conversation came up. Uh, you know, do I even need a website in this day and age? I got, you know, Facebook can kind of act as my website and stuff like that, where I can put all my information on there, sell stuff from time to time, stuff like that. And I hear this conversation, whether it be in networking events or Facebook groups or any kind of groups and, and stuff like that, to where people are really asking themselves, do I need a website uh, in this day and age? So I want to ask you, you know, Melvin, like, you know, Kind of share with us the benefit, just the practical benefit of having a website, maybe over a social media site like a Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or something like that. Yeah, I think, you know, 
having anything is better than nothing. That's true. That's very you get true. what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so even if it's a Wix website, a Squarespace website, it's whatever. Like at the end of the day, entrepreneurs are entrepreneurs and yeah. they got to they got to they got to eat, you mm-hmm. know. And but the thing is, too, like anything is better than nothing. But at the same time, the benefits of having a website, it's also a dinner plate in a way, because all your marketing, digital marketing, and everything that you do is based off of your website. At the end of the day, if you do SEO, you have to have a website. If you do Facebook ads, people are going to check out your website. And if you don't have one, that's fishy. And it's going to, it's going to basically complicate your sales and everything. It's not going to boost your numbers to the full potential of what it could have been if you had a website. Um, Even I'm trying to think of other ones too, like pretty much anything you do on social media, if you have just a social media page, it doesn't look that credible if you don't have a place to bring them to the, right. the website is really a hub of everything about your business. If you don't have a website in 2020, you, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, I feel like you just go under, honestly. All right, Startup Nation. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We got to pay some bills. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson, and you're listening to The Startup Life. This fresh coat of the startup life has been sprayed on nice and smooth by Wagner and the Flexo series of paint sprayers. Startup Nation, my wife decided she wanted to rehab her childhood home. The goal was to fix it up and invite a nice family to rent it out. We knew one of the biggest jobs we had to undertake was painting. However, from the walls, the cabinets, and even the siding outside, it was going to be a big task. As entrepreneurs with a company to run, we knew this was going to take up a lot of our time which is why we decided to get a paint sprayer. And after much research, we decided to go with the sprayer from the Flexio series from Wagner. Startup Nation, these sprayers are top-notch because of its flexibility to paint or stain walls, furniture, cabinets, and more. It's 10 times faster than using a paintbrush, which was a big selling point for us. And you can paint or stain right from the can. It's also easy to clean in five minutes and being great for indoor and outdoor projects, a paint sprayer from the Flexio series clearly needs to be part of the arsenal in your garage. So if you're ready to stain your deck or like me, fill your daughter's request of a bubblegum pink room, up your game with a paint sprayer from the Flexio series by Wagner. Take it from me. Your time will thank you. This episode is sponsored by Swanson Health. Startup Nation, Swanson Health has been producing quality vitamins and supplements, foods, healthy home, and self-care products for over 50 years, since 1969, from the heart of America. Swanson Health carries over 20,000 wellness products at a great value. Pick up all of your favorite health products, plus discover new ones for your wellness routine, all while leaving money in your pocket. If you want to try any of Swanson Health's great products for yourself, use code STARTUP20 for 20% off at swanson.com. We have a link there in the show notes if you listen to the replay. This episode of The Startup Life is powered by Colony Spark. Startup Nation, with our economy in flux, there is a lot of mixed messaging out there. If there was ever a time to take control of the narrative and let your customers know that you're here to serve them, it's now. And that's why you have a friend in Colony Spark. Colony Spark is an omni-channel marketing agency that believes in the power of community to ignite your business. They have helped companies across many industries with lead generation, revenue growth, and more to put them on the path to success. 
My guy Bill Murphy and his team are very good at what they do. How do I know this? Because not many SEO companies have the stamp of approval of being partnered with Google. Yes, that Google. So I want you to go to www.colonyspark.com forward slash startup to schedule a meeting today. In that meeting, you will review your current marketing activity, receive actionable advice on how to pivot and grow, and ask any marketing questions you may have on navigating over the next few months. Look, Startup Nation, I know things may seem uncertain right now, but if you are looking for a business partner that can help light the way, go with Colony Spark, where they firmly believe in business helping business. All right, Startup Nation, welcome back as we continue our conversation with today's guest here on The Startup Life. Right. You know, it's funny because it's funny you mentioned that because I actually think personally that you, you know, you do need a website, you know, and you do need social media from the standpoint of like, I feel like the website is kind of like, you know, it's like so the website to me, and this is just my personal opinion, mm-hmm. yeah. where it's kind of like, you know, it's your, it's your home base, right? It's, it's yeah. like your you know, everybody comes to that to see who you are, what you're about, stuff like that. And like social media to me is how you go on the attack, right? Like you, you yeah. reach out to people and stuff like that. That's how you get new customers and stuff like that. Uh, but no, I, I definitely agree because, uh, and, and also another thing, and you brought up an interesting point, Startup Nation, I really hope you caught that, that if you have a company and it's just on social media, that can seem a bit fishy, right? Because I was telling mm-hmm. somebody uh, at that networking event that I was referencing earlier, uh, uh, earlier uh, about like, you know, if you try to go after like, let's say you try to go after a government contract or a big uh, contract with like a really big company, right? Uh, they're going to look at, you know, they're going to look for a website and say, well, you may not be as credible as we thought you were because, you know, whether wrong or right, people see websites as a, uh, as credibility. They see yeah. the website as, you know, uh, you know, you are legit in, you know, in some uh, form or instance. So I appreciate you sharing all of that, my man, for sure. Definitely, man. Um, and there's another thing too, man, like the thing yeah. about like having a website and all that, like, it's not really a tactic. It's more of a, I guess, like you're saying, like a home base. Right. Like, I think a lot of people too, like um, small business owners and, uh, startups they confuse like strategy with tactics and Mm. like for example social media seo local seo like all these different things those are tactics to draw in more people to the website so that you get more business but if you don't have that what i mentioned before like the journey that you take the person through even if it's like a one page website it's still everything has to be purposeful like you can't just have fluff in there for no reason because if if you think it's fluff your audience and everybody that goes to your website is going to think fluff. So do not put anything that you think yourself is fluff or at the bare minimum, like, like schedule a consultation with a freelancer somewhere or somebody that you know, that's very credible and maybe works with like big companies or something. Cause they know what they're doing and maybe getting like a consultation just so you'd be in the right direction. So they can look at your website and just say, uh, yeah, I would fix this, fix that, fix that. Da, da, da. And then they'll give you basically like a, a blueprint of what you should do. And you'll see that your numbers will go up. And you also see that a lot more traffic will go to the website because now, well, not more traffic, but you'll get more people like uh, contacting you through your contact form or calling you on your phone or emailing you at your email because you have an actual feasible, real strategy in place. And you have somebody combing through the website saying like, all right, this is fluff. This doesn't matter to your audience. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And Startup Nation, one freelancer that I would reach out to is Melvin Figueroa of Mellow Multimedia. We have his show note. We have his contact information and website address there in the show notes for easy 
access. Thank you for all of that value, man. I really appreciate that. No worries. And by the way, too, I just want to say that like my consultations, I do like 30 minute ones and they're actually free. So it's no cost, no nothing. I'll literally write a whole game, not write a whole game plan, but I'll discuss an entire game plan with you and and send it to you basically. And then you can do whatever you want with it, basically. There you go. There you go. Thank you for sharing that, man. I appreciate that. No worries. I want to ask you this, man. I want to kind of go back to uh, the branding for just a little bit mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, in, in this day and age, uh, we, we have things that kind of, you know, go awry in our business and stuff like that. And a lot of times, sometimes our, our branding uh, kind of like, is like we mean it for it to, to say one thing, but, you know, but unfortunately it says something else, right? Like, let's, for example, uh, in America, if we, we were talking about the color red, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say it, it means passion and stuff like that here in America, but somewhere else it can mean something like negative, right? So mm-hmm. what are some of those strategies? Like if you rub somebody the wrong way with your brand or whatever, what are some of those ways that a small business owner can kind of fix that? Um, that you sense? know, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I think first of all, like basically getting a consultation with somebody, like it doesn't even have to be me. I'm not even trying to like, point people to me or anything but it's i really think like i mentioned before we went mentors go to the experts go to the people and get a consultation sit down and have coffee that's probably the best way to really get actual feasible like feedback um on your branding and everything right and then the other thing too if you do offend somebody um i i think that would only really happen if you're working with a freelancer that's very new and just Mm -hmm. started and maybe isn't really all the way there yet and they're still kind of growing or people that are trying to save a couple dollars and they just like, you know, go on Fiverr or something and just get like a logo. They have like an idea. They think it's Got awesome. It. And then they just like say, hey, you right there, do it for me. And then they do it. They give it, they pay the five bucks, whatever. Right. That's, I think, where you would fall in that predicament, honestly. But mm-hmm. if you're working with somebody who's credible and actually has a good portfolio of work and really understands like the audience, then that won't really happen. Because I think the like a, a real big tip is that understanding who is your customer and marketing everything your branding everything gear it towards that audience because that's where you're not going to run into those issues and not only that but like you're going to see a boost in sales you're going to see a boost in results you're going to see a boost in everything because you have a plan it's literally right in front of you you know what i mean right for sure for sure. Thank you yeah. for hearing that. Melvin, let me ask you this, man. What, what have been some of the challenges in, in building your, your business and your freelance journey? Kind of share with those a little bit of those, if you would. Yeah, um, man, I have struggles every day. I got struggles <laughs> right now. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, for sure. I think every entrepreneur, you know, is always going to have struggles. But like my own, honestly, if I could be 100% transparent with you That's and also cool. the audience, is um, I recently moved to Florida. I was living in Rhode Island for a very long time, like since 2001. And okay. uh, I moved to Florida. So right now I'm still, I'm in the process of building my name even here in the gotcha. area. Um, and in Rhode Island, like people knew me, you know, people knew me, I, people I get referrals all the time and stuff, but it was such a saturated market and it, Rhode Island's so small. Even Massachusetts is super saturated. And so I made the decision to, you know what, I'm just going to do this on faith and I'm going to go move to Florida. And I, I researched like, you know, the competition and everything. Right. And I was just like, you know what, it seems like it will work. And that's kind of like where I'm at right now. I'm in a whole new place, don't know anybody. And I'm using all my marketing tactics 
right now where I'm at um, to grow my name out here, basically. So that's kind of like, you know, just a, a transparent moment with you. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Why, why the move to Florida? What, what, what was it about Florida as opposed to somewhere else? There's a lot of things, honestly. Okay. Number one, I never liked the cold. <laughs> Fair enough. I never, never, okay. never, never. Um, so that's like one reason why. The second reason why, when I did a little bit of research on like the the market here, mm-hmm. uh, specifically like where I'm at, Melbourne, uh, Florida, like it's not as saturated compared to where I was in, in Rhode Island. Rhode Island is so small; it's the smallest state. Um, right. So there's just like everybody's a web designer. You can throw a rock across like the pond, and you'll hit a web designer. You know. Okay. Um, so that was like the driving factor too. also to have like family out here. And I have a, a one year old daughter. Um, okay. And, you know, I want to I want to basically get to a place where I can provide like completely for them and oh, not wow. have to worry or even bat an eye or anything. Absolutely. And um, at the end of the day, it's all about family. And like I, I as a man, like I went out and I, I did this on faith. I did this because I, I know I can. I just think that it would work out in the future for us. You know what I mean? Right. In terms of growing my company and just to also to the, the environment in Rhode Island was just a little bit, a little volatile, a little bit like a little okay. dog eat dog. And I'm not really that type of person. I'm not one to be like that. I get that um, sense a little bit. Yeah. I yeah. I'm, I'm very transparent with all my customers, whether right. good or bad. Like I just say it how it is. And I always offer help always all the time. Understood. Thank you for sharing all of that for sure. So Startup Nation, you know, when it comes to Melvin, you know, he, he does the freelance thing and, you know, and he has his website and he has the uh, the consultations that you can kind of check out uh, when you contact him and stuff like that. Remember, 30 minutes, the first 30 minutes are free. But he also does public speaking from what I saw in my show prep. I saw that you spoke at the Goldman Sachs 1000 Small Business Cohort as well as the Rhode Island Black Business Association, because, you know, you were just talking about how you were there in Rhode mm-hmm. Island before you moved to, to Florida, uh, Melbourne, Florida, in fact. Uh, so when you were preparing for a speaking engagement, well, first off, how did those speaking engagements, you know, uh, come to be? Like, how did you get those speaking engagements and how do you prepare for them? Because we have a lot of people who are entrepreneurs are trying to be influencers and stuff like that. And they realize that they got to get out there on the speaking circuit, but they're a little afraid as well, too. So kind of yeah. take the process a little bit, man. Um, to be real with you, like every yeah. time when I do a speaking gig, my stomach turns. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? I, I don't like I understand the benefit and I understand like the the benefit for the audience that are hearing because they're like I've spoke a few times already and I can see on their faces that like this is like something that is really like almost like a change of mind for them and their businesses right um, and that's what makes me doing it and I've kind of learned throughout the years to just be comfortable in the uncomfortable I hear that you know what I mean and sure. I I really I'm a firm believer in like if a door is open walk through it. You know what I'm saying? Even if if you shoot down burning, like it's horrible. There's been times where, like, when I first started speaking, like, I like went in my car and I was just like, "Oh my God, did that just really happen?" You know? And I was like, I felt like it was the worst thing ever. And the thing is, when I look back at like some of the footage that some of the people in the audience would like record, like I realized it really wasn't that bad. It was all in my own head. You know? I would even show it to like my wife. My wife is like, my biggest supporter, mm-hmm. and she would see it. She's like, what are you talking about? You did fine. And I'm like, I did, you know? And it's just stuff like that. I feel like you gotta, as an entrepreneur, like I think almost the definition of entrepreneur is to be comfortable in the uncomfortable, Mm. you know? And so 
it that feeling of being nervous or, or being anxious, it, it may not go away. You know, it, it may or may not. But the more you do it, the better you get at it. And the more better you get at it, the more confidence you have. And with once you have that confidence, nobody can take it away. Nobody, right. you know. And so that's really like where how it all started. And I've spoken about like social media tactics. I've talked about uh, web design tactics. I've talked about digital marketing stuff. Um, but you know, my, my sweet spot is really branding and like web design and, um, well, digital marketing as well too, but you know, mostly that branch of like web design and branding, that's really my sweet spot when it comes to speaking. I heard that. I heard that. Thank you for sharing all of that for sure. Melvin, I know a little bit about what you're talking about, where you saying like, Oh man, that was crap. And everybody was like, no, it was really good. It was really good. That's, that, that's <laughs> every episode of the startup life podcast. For sure. Yeah, so and the thing is funny too. Like, I don't, I don't know if you're married or not, but your wife I will am. tell you the real deal. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, she's yeah. not gonna cover it up. No, she is not. <laughs> no, she. <laughs> is not. No, I, I am married, and you're absolutely right. She's, she would tell me if it was trash or not, and, and she's like, "No, nah, you, you've never done, you never done a bad job." So I, I appreciate you sharing all of that. Definitely, man. You definitely know what you're talking about, uh, for sure. So before we kind of transition to the next phase of our conversation, man, just kind of share with us uh, the the number one thing we should always remember when it comes to our website or branding or anything else uh, that you do, my man. Um, I'm just going to say one thing because I don't want to like overcomplicate everything that I've been saying. And and I want to make sure the audience takes away that one key thing. Of course. So that one thing I would say is to know who your target market is and gear everything you do to that target market and you'll see the results come in. And that's like really the main takeaway that I would say for everybody is just to decide what your target market is and go running towards it. Like everything you do, do it for that target market. That's super important. That's super important because we definitely don't want to be everything to everybody and get absolutely nothing. So yeah, I definitely appreciate that, man. So let me ask you this, man. Like if you could go back in time and talk to anybody uh, and ask them one question. Who would that person be, and what would you ask them? Oh man, <laughs> um, one person. Yeah, one person. It can be two people. I- I'll allow two people if it's two people. Um, hmm. I don't know. I-, I think I would talk to probably like TD Jakes. You know, okay. he's a he's a big pastor. I don't know if the audience knows who he is, but like he's Absolutely. a big pastor, like yeah. multi billionaire, millionaire, like super entrepreneur minded, but also right. like walks in faith. And um, yeah, definitely him. I would, well, I can talk to him now, I guess, right? He's not really yeah. like dead or anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you said, okay, well, if you if T.D. Jakes was, was listening right now, man, what would you ask him? Uh, huh. Take your time. <laughs> oh, man, this is like really on the spot. Um, <laughs> I would say, how can I be a better entrepreneur, you know, okay. and be a good steward of the gifts that I've been given, honestly? Absolutely. I, I can respect that because I don't think a lot of people understand that part about TD Jakes. I think they see the spiritual, you know, man, the, you know, the, uh, the pastor and preacher, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I don't think they really see that, but you're absolutely right. I definitely see that entrepreneurial can do entrepreneurial mindset when it comes to TD Jakes for sure. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey man, what's your entrepreneurial superpower and why? The ability to learn. The ability to learn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool the deal. ability to learn. And if I don't know something, I just learn it. I do my best and eat every single resource that I can possibly find to learn it. Got you. 
Gotcha. Let me, let me ask you this, man. Quick follow up to that. Like, what 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 do you you know? Because so clearly, like you know, learning professional development is important to you, man. What are you listening to right now? What podcasts are you listening to? What books are you reading? What what are you doing to kind of to kind of sharpen the saw, as we say? Um, well, I don't know if do you. I don't know if you're aware of like that app called the Blinkist app. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I love that app oh, yeah, because that's amazing. As, app. As like busy entrepreneurs, like, you know, you can't open up a book. And basically what that app does, it just summarizes the book in very digestible chunks. Right. And so I'm using that app like all the time. Um, I read like the four hour work week from, uh, ter- mm-hmm. uh, I forgot his name, Ferris. Yeah. yeah, Tim Ferriss. Yeah. Um, I read that. That's really good. Um, that is a really good book for anybody who's like, you know, freelancing or anything. It's called uh, The Win Without Pitching Manifesto by... Right by Blair Eanes. That's the number one book that I would recommend because it really, everything I'm talking about is literally in that book. Yeah. Um, and, and that's like the first book that really changed my mindset about being an entrepreneur and what it means to really like um, specialize and also what that means in terms of like where your business goes to, uh-huh. you know? So I would definitely get the win without pitching manifesto. Um, and then just on a, like a, just a mindset level. Um, I read a lot of books like like one book from TDJ, which TDJ, which is sore. Mm. Another book um, that I read from him that's really good. Uh, I believe it's called Destiny, which is really, really good too, just to get your mind right and gotcha. to really like understand like you know the the bigger picture. Um, but yeah, those those are really good books. You know, I'm always reading books. So I kind of like don't even remember like what I read because I'm going from one book to the next. Like, you know what I'm saying? Understand what you mean. I I have to go to. Uh, uh, either the bookcase or my audible library. Like, oh yeah, I did read that book, didn't I? So yeah. I definitely understand uh, what you mean. Matter of fact, one of those books is the Four Hour Work Week. I was like, oh yeah, I did read that. Book. I definitely know. <laughs> yeah, what it's, it's sure. funny too because I think I have like better books that I can recommend to the audience, but I just can't think of the name right now. Understood. Because there's just so do many. A favor. Right? <laughs> Sorry. Because uh, there's so many of them, right? Yeah, there's so many. But just do yourself a favor, download the Blinkist app, and just go crazy because it's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cut us a check, Blinkers. I would appreciate that. Anyway, um, I just want to go ahead and say thank you so much uh, for coming on the Startup Life Podcast, powered by the Binge Podcast Network. Uh, Melvin, you gave amazing value from a branding, the importance of learning. I think that's a, a, a big one. And you also gave us uh, you know, what I like to call, the, the, I'm going to uh, adopt as the Figueroa Doctrine, uh, yeah. as far as like, you know, when it comes to branding and stuff like that. Uh, so I appreciate all of that. But now I'm going to turn the microphone over to you, my man, because there's an entrepreneur out there, a freelancer out there that's feeling a little stuck. They're feeling a little mm-hmm. afraid to even start even. Give them some words of motivation and take us on out today. Number one, everybody has been there. I'm still there. You know what I mean? And that's the fun part. Like, turn it into something that's fun, you know? Um, Enjoy the journey. Enjoy learning. Enjoy uh, even failure. And even analyze your own failure and learn from it, you know? Um, The other thing, too, is that, you know, even if you have just $1 in your pocket, you know, just figuratively speaking, um, like, it branding having a website everything i talked about doesn't have to cost millions of dollars there's ways to do it in a way that can work on a shoestring budget you know and that's part of the stuff that i talk about too in my consultation it's just like all right what is the budget not because i want to use your budget completely but because i need to understand where you're at so that i can give you the best bang for your buck right. you know I, i've done websites literally for a thousand bucks and it like I've literally gotten like people emailing me after saying like, Oh my God, the website's working. It's doing this, it's doing that. And it's like, 
you know, th that's actually really low in the web design world um, for doing a thousand dollar website. I believe uh, it. You know, but I make them work just as much as the ten thousand dollar websites. You know, so it's like don't be scared to to jump off that entrepreneur you know catapult basically, and just because you don't have the finances or or whatever. You know what I mean? Because no matter what you have in your pocket. It can work for sure. Thank you for sharing all of that. And that's going to wrap up this session of the Startup Life Podcast. Did you enjoy being on the show, my man? Man, I loved it. I love it. You're such a great host. Thank you so I much for having me. Thank you so much. All right, Startup Nation. If you want to let us know what you think about our show, have an idea for a show topic, or would like to advertise on our show, send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a great way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is there in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or even on your Facebook timeline or any other platform you like to get your podcast. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. You can also listen to the show on the Startup Life Podcast new website. There you will find the all-new startup blog where I write on many topics that are interesting and helpful to you on your path to entrepreneurship. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.